Welcome to the latest addition to the Compliance Podcast Network, the podcast 10 for 10, which brings you the week's top 10 compliance stories curated together in one podcast each week. Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, brings you the compliance professional stories you need to be aware of at the end of your busy week. Sit back and in 10 minutes, hear about the stories every compliance professional should be aware of. Every Saturday, 10 for 10 highlights the most important news, insights, and analysis for the compliance professional, all curated by the voice of compliance, Tom Fox. Get your weekly filling of compliance stories with 10 for 10. And now a word from this month's sponsor of the Compliance Podcast Network, Ethico. In the intricate world of ethics and compliance, each second is precious. And slow case closures are more than just delays, they're missed opportunities. Enter Ethico. Our solution revolutionizes case management, cutting case closure times in half, and turning every challenge into a chance for improvement. Imagine a workspace where efficiency and compliance coexist harmoniously. Don't just dream of faster resolutions, make it your reality. Visit ethico.com slash cpn today to book a demo and dive into our exclusive white paper by Tom Fox, 2023, the year in compliance. Empower your team with the tools they deserve. The top 10 compliance stories for the week ending February 17, 2024. First up, the first of two stories about uh, Elon Musk and Tesla. The first one comes to us from the Financial Times, which we have previously noted that the Delaware Court of Chantry has voided Tesla's 50, or uh, Elon Musk's $55 billion pay package. Well, now Elon wants to take his ball and go play only in Texas. And he wants to move the corporate headquarters of Tesla to the great state of Texas. Well, the problem with that is twofold. One, he doesn't get to decide that. It's the shareholders. And number two, um, even the great state of Texas uh, has uh, rules and regulations and corporate laws. Um, So he has to convince the shareholders it's in their interest for him to take away their rights. Good luck. And that leads to our second story, which is uh, from the New York Times, which focuses on the chairman of the board of Tesla, Robin Denholm. She uh, was brought in to be the adult in the room to help uh, keep Musk in line, or at least uh, not doing illegal or even stupid things. Well, now the scrutiny is on her because, as I mentioned, is it in the interests of the shareholders for Tesla to move to Texas? Uh, Delaware is not a liberal state by any means, and they do have rules, and it's largely procedural rules. And that's why he his pay package was voided, because they didn't really follow the procedural rules for that amount of money. Well, is it in the interest of the shareholders to move to Texas where Elon Musk would uh, then say, well, it's my company, I'll do what I want. Well, it's not his company, it's the shareholder's company. And she, guess what, doesn't represent Musk, she represents the shareholders. 
Uh, next up from Reuters, a really interesting article entitled FTX and Binance, A Tale of Two Cases. And it really compares and contrasts the way the regulators went after uh, Sam Bankman-Fried and then, of course, Binance. I would have said Binance It was much more invidious uh, because of their uh, lack of transparency and potential financing of nefarious actors literally across the globe. Whatever Sam Bankman-Fried was, um, sloppy was certainly one of those things. And he didn't seem to have the nefarious nature that the Binance uh, was embedded into Binance. Nevertheless, he is the one who was criminally prosecuted personally, and Binance was the one who was criminally prosecuted but given a DPA. Now, the president of Binance, CZ, is awaiting some form of sentencing. He can't leave the U.S. because obviously he would run, but uh, that uh, it's a really interesting article about the differences in the way those two were treated. Next up, the OECD at 25. Yes, uh, celebrating a quarter century of anti-bribery law. In um, 1999, the OECD anti-bribery convention went into force among members of the organization. Our next story comes to us from the Wall Street Journal, and it is about the state of Ohio has brought criminal charges in the first energy uh, corruption scandal. The two executives at First Energy and the ex-chairman of the Ohio Public Utilities Commission have been indicted on public corruption charges. The attorney general uh, brought uh, announced these charges this past week. The PUC chair, or former chair, Randuzzo, has allegedly received more than $4.3 million in bribes from First Energy. So the First Energy saga continues. Next up, uh, HP and Autonomy makes a reappearance. As reported by Bloomberg, HP is seeking $4 billion in losses from former Autonomy CEO Mike Lynch over their putative merger back in 2012, I believe. And this has been a long-running case. Lynch was found in a U.K. court to have inflated Autonomy's revenue alongside his former chief financial officer and induced HP into buying the firm for $11 billion. You might ask, where was HP and their due diligence? And that would be an excellent question. Well, their due diligence said the numbers are all fishy and we shouldn't do it and we'll take a financial bath if we do it. And that's exactly what happened. They had to write off $8.8 billion of value uh, because of the merger. Yet they went through even with their own CFO advising against it. So um, Lynch is awaiting or uh, has been extradited to the United States and he is awaiting criminal trial in the United States. Next up, our second article from Bloomberg uh, reports on the Vital Group uh, traders' criminal action involving the former trader, Javier Aguilar, uh, paying bribes literally up and down uh, Latin and Central America to get trading contracts. Uh, traders um, have long been thought to have paid bribes to get oil trading contracts, and it turns out it's true. Um, literally cash paid in a parking lot in Houston 
to get inside information so that they could get trading contracts. So uh, a rare insight into the world of oil traders. Vitol Group uh, pled out on a, uh, and received a DPA under the FCPA, but the corruption that's come out is literally up and down Latin America and into Mexico and uh, Central America. Next up, from an outfit called The Conversation, subtitled Academic Rigor Journalistic Flair, a first-time contributor to 10 for 10, uh, talks about New Zealand moving to number three on the Corruption Perception Index for 2023. Yes, New Zealand has dropped from one to three behind Sweden and Norway. This has brought much gnashing of teeth in uh, New Zealand about how they could have dropped so far. When we can consider how uh, far the U.S. dropped. You might wonder, what's the big deal in New Zealand? But apparently it is a big deal in New Zealand. They want to be seen as not corrupt. Good for them. And our final story comes to us from the BBC, and it is Xi Jinping's never-ending hunt for corruption in the Communist Party. It asks the question, when will the latest phase of his anti-corruption crackdown quit? Well, it answers it quite succinctly. It won't. Uh, he has used this to get rid of uh, political rivals or anyone else who won't toe the line. And, of course, if you've taken bribes in China, probably going to go to jail. As I mentioned in our opening, the sponsor this month for the Compliance Podcast Network is Ethico. Struggling to close cases? Ethico is here for you. Take advantage of their innovative approach to empathetic issue intake, streamlined case management, and enterprise-wide disclosure. Learn more about how you can crowdsource risk management at scale at ethico.com backslash CPN. Much for listening to this episode of 10 for 10. As I mentioned in prior episode, this is the one request I've received most often from podcast listeners of the Daily Compliance News to put together a summary at week's end so that every compliance professional can catch up with the news quite quickly. So I hope you will subscribe, rate, and review to this new podcast edition to the Compliance Podcast Network family, 10 for 10. If you've got an idea for a podcast, I'd love to hear from you. I start many shows based upon ideas from listeners. So give me a shout. You can reach me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. 10 for 10 is a proud member of the Compliance Podcast Network.